Welcome to She's Up Next, a podcast focused on positive women's media representation and amplifying the voices of young female changemakers. We're here to have open conversations with teenage girls our age with accomplishments in activism, STEM, entrepreneurship, and more. Join us for this week's episode to catch up with what's new in our busy lives and fuel your motivation to achieve your own dreams through the inspiring stories of others like you. I'm your co-host, Jackie Acosta. And I'm Dory Miller. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, we're finally back. It's been forever. I know we just uploaded an Mm -hmm. episode a couple weeks ago, but Jackie and I have not recorded an intro or an episode together in a while, so we are very happy to be back. Yeah, it's been a while. Dory's been traveling the world as she was soon here. Um, (laughs) So we haven't been able to sit down and catch up in a while, but that just makes it more exciting because I have so many things to tell her that I specifically saved for this. So (laughs) I'm ready for her reaction. (laughs) Exactly. And I've, I, yeah, wait, okay. So Jackie just told me before we were recording that she had stuff to tell me. So I think Jackie, you might as well take it away i want to hear this so mine isn't as exciting as dory's past couple (laughs) weeks but um it's still interesting i guess yeah um so for those of you who don't know like for majority of the summer i worked um at si our high school in the summer school office um but that was only about like five ish weeks so it ended uh, beginning of July and since I'm going to UC Irvine and they're on the quarter system I don't go back until September so my mom was like uh you need to get another job like you're not gonna sit <laughs> home and do nothing so I was like okay so then literally for like the entire week after I got or after summer school ended I was applying to like so many different entry-level jobs it was crazy I think I filled out like 50 job applications and she's like I've heard and like oh my heard from any like just random jobs um yeah it's like bookstore manager at city college <laughs> or like I don't know summer camp cool. counselor um I was looking more for like a front desk job but they weren't really hiring like seasonal because I only needed yeah. like a couple months um so then I was like okay I'll just apply wherever um I've had like Phil's coffee shops um just random places um and then I I was I told myself like okay the first job that gets back to me I'm just gonna say yes and I'm gonna do it and luckily the first job that actually reached out um and asked me to come in for an interview was um salt and straw so I am oh my gosh Yes. So I knew that would be so I'm the newest employee at the Fillmore location. Oh my gosh. Um I'm a seasonal scooper. So if any of you listening are from San Francisco or live in the area, come stop in and say hi. Jackie. Um do you know all of my SH friends work there? <laughs> I knew I was waiting for you to say that. I literally just saw yes. Lana like oh two days ago. Um, That's gonna be so fun. Yeah, so I just started this week. So yesterday was my third day. Um, but it's been really fun. Like, what's better than working at an ice cream shop? All we do all day is like scoop ice cream and make waffle cones. Yeah. Um, I can say I definitely have gotten progressively better at the waffle cone thing. It was harder than it Good looks. Job. Um, but yeah, like Dory said, a lot of her SH or a lot of kids from SH work there. So um oh gosh, I think that's so fun. My second shift of the week, I was with Lauren and Kira and Kiki. Um, and they all go to SH. And then one yeah. girl from Lick who actually is dating George Lurtle. Her name is Amanda. Oh my um, gosh, I didn't know she worked there. Yeah, there was there's just so many people like our age who work there. Um, so it was cool. It was actually funny. So I've known Lauren since like I want to say like I don't know, fifth grade. We used to play soccer, but we I like, would, nah, I was gonna bring yeah. up soccer. I thought you and Atlanta, that. but I haven't worked with Atlanta yet. Um yeah. but I was worth working with Lauren and I know she didn't recognize me because like we wear masks and like hats. Um yeah. So she like reintroduced herself and I had to be like, oh, hey, oh. I'm Jackie. And then she texted me like yesterday morning. She's like, wait, did you just start working at Salt and Straw? And I was like, yeah, she's like, oh, oh my God. God, I didn't recognize you at all. I'm like, no worries. Because there's another girl named Jackie. So there's two Jackies. Um, oh. But yeah, it was super funny. Um, I'm so going to really text fun. her now about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been working there. Um I just finished my first eight-hour shift, which was, like, super long. 
Oh, but wow. I mean, it pays well and it's fun. So I can't complain. But that's yeah. what I've been up to most recently. What else have I done? Oh, I went to orientation two weeks ago. It? To be honest, it was like kind of boring. Like it was fun. Like I met a lot of people. That was like yeah. the best part of it. And like being on campus because I actually haven't seen yeah. most of campus because last time we went, we didn't really take a tour and we just kind of walked around. Like the orientation itself yeah, was like super sense. long and it was just, like a bunch of presentations. Um, but I met a lot of fun people, which was cool. I think that was mostly the point of it. Um, that and registration, which was super stressful. I don't know about your, have you registered yet for your classes? Yeah. That was so, yes. and I only, I know, I can't imagine. I'm like still registering. Yeah. It's a weird process. I can't imagine like having to, what, how many credits are you planning on taking? Right now I have 16, but yeah. preferably I'd be at 15. I just, it's a long, I'll, I'll get into that. Yeah. So they, later. so I can't imagine having to register for what, that's like four classes, four or five classes, yeah. right? Yeah. So they recommend that we only take 12 credits the first quarter. So I was only registering for three <sighs> classes and it was still super stressful. And yeah. I have no idea, idea why, because I was on the first orientation, which means we like mm-hmm. had pick of like the most classes, but still there were not that many classes yeah. like to pick from because like sophomores, really juniors, seniors already registered in May. So I can't imagine because they haven't even finished all the orientations. Like my um my roommate is not until August. And I'm like, oh my God, like is she gonna get classes? Cause like wow. when we were registering, there weren't that many to pick from and we were still only picking like GE classes. So I can't imagine yeah. like when you get to upper division and you have to fight for those classes, like, oh, oh my goodness. So that was yeah. the stressful part. But I did meet a lot of cool people and got to like see the rest of campus, which was really nice. We stayed in the dorms. The only thing is that sucks because I was like thinking like, okay, I'm in the dorms. Like, I'll just like kind of plan out like what I want it to look like in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't get our room assignments until early September. which sucks so I don't know if I'm going to be in a double or in a quad and they're like two different room layouts so I really haven't been able to do anything on the dorm side which is really frustrating for me because I'm like a huge planner um Mm -hmm. but yeah I've just had to kind of get over that (laughs) but yeah Yeah. so I guess those are the two most exciting things that have been kind of going on in my life recently um but I'm really excited to hear about your your world travels (laughs) Well, I guess since we're on the topic, I'll start with everything going on with my pre-college life and yeah. registration and all that. Well, so I found out what kind of room I'm in a couple months See, ago, yeah, I think in so May. I think you guys, it happened like that for Berkeley and for UCLA. So I know that everyone going to UCLA knows yes. the type of room they're in, but they don't know and what building, but they don't know who the roommates are. Yes, I think that's- like me and like Davis and someone else don't know yeah that's awful see yeah that's the same same as UCLA for me yeah we me and my roommate my one roommate we Mm -hmm. are in a triple so we found out we're in a triple and what unit we're in but we haven't found out our third roommate and we haven't found out what room number what building Mm -hmm. in unit two we're in so that's supposed to come out first week of August so I'm literally counting down the days And I'm sure it'll totally work out with our third roommate. It's just, I'm so curious. Like, I want to know who I'm going to be living with for this year. And yeah, I've talked about Anisha before, but we are talking all the time. And I'm just like, I want to know who the third one is because I want to know the dynamic of our room. And we've already agreed that we'll take one of the bunk beds. We'll share a closet and whatnot. And luckily, I know the layout of the room. So I've been able to, I already started packing before I left for Minnesota, which is where I am now. But I literally, I've packed a whole suitcase of clothes. I've made an area of my closet um, dedicated to the clothes that I'm bringing just because I know I'm going to have to cut it down even more. So I thought I'd give myself a base before I left and then I can go back and be like, do I really need this? Like, what do I need for this season? Whatever. And I'm close enough to home that if I really need to, I can send clothes back or I can go back to get clothes that I didn't bring that I ended up needing. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So that's probably the least of my worries. But I did start planning what my dorm was going to look like. I told Jackie it's going to be kind of a... The two main colors I'm working with are pink and sage green. Mm-hmm. I've been really into those. Usually my room is 
cool blue turquoise but I decided to mix it up I want to do something more earthy. yeah so I got I got an RVG and a earth poster from Dormify oh I love goodness. their decor and I got some um ivy string lights I don't know I, I I'm hoping it all comes together we'll see yeah. but I really don't have much space I have a de- yeah. desk and a bunk the top bunk so I have a wall I guess that I can put stuff but and then I got cute bedding but that's about it in terms of my decor and then moving on to class registration I had to register while I was in Greece um, oh my so the timing was weird yeah luckily I got all of my classes except one but now one of my two unit classes got canceled so I had to oh, no. yesterday was the second round of registration and I'm, I'm really glad I joined but Basically, I'm in this fall program for freshmen, mm-hmm. and I can only take my core classes from these program offerings. And the reason I took it is because it offers smaller classes, which is something yeah. I'd prefer, especially for my first semester of college. But there's not as many classes as mm. in just the normal buildings. So now I literally had to sign up for a random class um, that literally the only one that fit my schedule was American studies, which I don't particularly want to take seeing as I'm already taking American politics and I've already fulfilled my history credits. So I don't know. I'm a little frustrated, but the reason I I did it in the first place is because I have to have over 13.5 units to be in the fall program for freshmen. So it was only at 12 I think before mm-hmm. so I had to add this but luckily they're still supposed to add a stats class for the fall program for freshmen and then a music class so I'm hoping that I can add those two and just drop the other one yeah and drop the other two but they yeah. haven't posted them yet and they're like oh it may go live during <laughs> enrollment phase two which happened yesterday they did not go live oh my god they're supposed to email us but I'm just really frustrated because I'd rather not take a class that I don't need yeah I literally only added it to fulfill credits so whatever hopefully it works out but that's kind of my update with that other than that I'm taking political science philosophy and then a cool like sci-fi and fantasy English class which I also don't need but it's once again a placeholder for stats so if I do have to take it I don't mind because I do like English I just again don't need it because I my AP credits would do you have a a math requirement for wait you're majoring in policy right I'm majoring in I, I'm actually thinking I'm going to do legal studies, which is really similar. Like, yeah. it's not much of a difference, but I think I like the upper division class offerings more just because yeah. I've always been, at least as of this year, I was really into constitutional law and that side of politics more. So I think I'm going to do that. And if I'm able to take the stats class, that's really my only math, math requirement, requirement yeah. then I can declare my major by the end of the semester. So I'm praying that they upload that stats class because I literally could start my upper division classes after that. So, oh my gosh. Wow. And like, and then easily do a second major. So yeah, I'm hoping all goes well. And I like see my email in time to sign up for the class before you'll be fine. You'll see it. It's gone. But yeah, I think that's, yeah, I'm sure I will. So I can't yeah. imagine you guys having to register on your own because I was working yeah. in the office with uh, Jenilyn and she's also going to Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, yeah. she was telling me that, that she had to pick her classes and like have them already even before she met with an advisor. And I yeah. can't imagine having to do that because we did it, how we did it was like, we met with our like school. Uh, so I'm in the school of social sciences. Mm-hmm. We, so they have specific academic advisors for that school. So we met with them in the morning um, of day one of orientation yeah. and they went over like all the different requirements you have to fulfill before you graduate, like number of credits you should be taking each quarter. And then like how, um, and they gave us like a sample course list of like courses we could take our yeah. first quarter. if We had no idea. Um, and then they walked us through the whole registration process, like going through web reg, finding the class code, like seeing if it's still open, which was really helpful. But I mean, kind of helpful because we had to do like a canvas module before we even went to orientation, which is basically the same thing. Yeah, so it was kind of us. redundant. And then we had lunch and then we came, came back to like the computer lab and then went through web reg and registered for all our classes. I kind of wish I was a little bit more prepared. Like I kind of knew the idea of the classes I wanted to take, but I thought we were going to have like more time to like research them. It's fine. I'm taking like two of my lower division poli-sci classes that fulfill like a GE, which is like, mm-hmm. I think a race and ethnicity class, which I'm really excited about. Um, the only thing is that one's oh, cool. asynchronous, which is like 
like on my own I guess lectures which yeah. is kind of weird yeah. um and then the other one I'm taking that I'm a little bit more excited about is like a world politics one which like oh, kind of awesome. examines like political systems around the world like parliament and things like that which is super exciting yeah. and that one's in person and then I'm taking a, like one of the writing courses like to fulfill lower division writing which is going to be interesting because it's like a class of yeah. like 400 but then there's like seminars oh, I don't know it was so confusing because we had to like register for the lecture and then you also have to register for the seminar mm-hmm. and then I had to make sure both fit in my schedule and I was like this is yeah. this is if this what it means to be a college student this is this is I know <laughs> I'm terrified for next year when there's classes like I actually need yeah. to have like now it's kind of like I'll get a few that fulfill my requirements but if I don't get all of them it's not the end uh, of the world but no that's the bummer is all my classes this semester are kind of basic just because that's what the fall program Mm-hmm. offers but I'm taking political science um American politics I'm taking a philosophy class that's all about individual morality and social justice so that one I'm really excited for because oh, yeah. I loved ethics I will talk about that class forever it's my mm-hmm. favorite class um and then again the sci-fi class but yeah yeah I think I already said that but whatever but yeah so our, <laughs> our <laughs> the problem with our orientation is it happens when we're moved in like Uh, we move in the 16th and then orientation starts at 18th so they had to have us register for classes on our own like add everything to our shopping cart even before enrollment so yeah definitely our orientation is kind of long too it's the 18th or the 22nd so I really don't know what we're going to be doing during that time because it's all on campus like while we'll have been moved in for about two days or so so I'm curious to see what we do because we have we already did a whole um canvas module and now we're doing another canvas module so i'm really curious as to what more we'll be doing in person yeah on a different note i guess i'll get into my european travels yes so i'm sure in one of our last episodes i explained everywhere i was going but i'll just give my highlights i guess um so i started out in croatia with a good group of our family friends and that was just such a blast because we're all older now, so it's definitely a different experience being all together, um, especially being in Europe where the legal drinking age is 18. Um, and there's nothing too crazy. Like we were at, we were with our families the whole time, but it was definitely weird to feel more adult with people that I've known since I was literally two or three. Uh, but we all got along really well. Um, we started out in Split, Croatia, or a little bit outside. We stayed at this really beautiful house with a pool. Um, and it was kind of, the house itself was a little out of state at that house. Um, so that was cool, just being, feeling like we were actually not in a m- more touristy area. Um, so I really enjoyed that. And then we went to Dubrovnik, where we stayed at these apartment buildings. And I think we had three big apartments, which were really cool. And we were right on a beach resort, so we spent a lot of time there, and Dubrovnik itself was super beautiful. It feels like you're in a medieval um, castle almost, like the whole town feels that way. It's actually where they filmed um, a lot of episodes of Game of Thrones, so the day we went into town, we got a Game of Thrones slash historical tour, which is really interesting. That was a nice thing about going with this group, is they're very big on tours, so we had a lot of tour guides. Oh gosh, actually one of my favorite parts was Kirka Waterfalls that were in this national park. That was while we were in Split. And it was literally the most beautiful national park I've ever been to. And keep in mind, I go to Yosemite every year. I love it. But this was just so different because Croatia is a water country. So it's nothing like California where it's dry and it has its waterfalls, but they're kind of scarce compared to what they used to be. This was so insane. The water was so turquoise, so clear. The waterfalls were, oh my gosh, just unbelievable. So that was definitely one of my highlights. I went to a lot of places. So I'll move on from Croatia. Loved it. Super fun. (laughs) Um, Then after that, my family and I went to Rome for a couple nights, which we had been before. I'm not going to lie. I didn't love it as much as I did last time we went just because it was so hot, Mm. like 100 degrees, super busy. Like this is I think we went during one of their most touristy times of the year. So it just and that added on with the heat just made it a little bit less enjoyable we didn't see as much of it as we did a couple years ago so 
I don't know. This was just more of a stop along the way of the rest of the trip. But we did meet up with our family friends that we used to be neighbors with when we were younger. So it was really nice to see them. And we did a day trip to a town outside of Rome called Orvieto. Yeah, and did some day excursions with them. So then after that, my family and I went to Lake Como, which is by far one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. I've wanted to go forever. So I was excited. We finally got to do it. We stayed at a really nice place that had a beautiful pool and beach. Um, the lake was actually really warm. It was nice to swim in and just it was nice to be in a lake setting compared to the ocean because we had been in Croatia for so long and swimming at the super salty Adriatic Sea. So it's nice to have a different beach setting, I guess. Um, but yeah, I love Lake Como. I think that was definitely one of the top five moments of my trip. Um Uh, Yeah. And then after that, my dad and my sister went home after we spent a night in Milan, just right right outside of Lake Como. Um, And then my mom and I went to Greece. We went to the island of Mykonos, where we stayed for two nights, just us two, at this really cute place. um, Just right on kind of it's not one of the bigger beaches. There's a little local part of it that was right outside of our hotel, which is always really busy because, again, it's where all the locals go. Um, but it had a beautiful strip of restaurants and bars and such. Um, so my mom and I had two nice dinners together, which was really nice. Honestly, that might have been my favorite part of the Mykonos <laughs> trip, surprisingly, um, just because it was more quiet. We went into town went shopping together. So going into the trip, I had no idea how big of a party island Mykonos is that's what um, I've heard yeah fun fact Elon Musk actually was just there oh my goodness yeah and obviously yeah I don't know I I really enjoyed those first two days with my mom I felt most Mamma Mia-esque um, mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know I love Mamma Mia so going into the trip I was like oh my gosh I'm finally getting to live my Mamma Mia dreams whatever no Mykonos is not no. for the Mamma <laughs> Mia lovers like me I just got a little grossed out after a couple days we went to like we kept encountering all these beach clubs with just all these like ridiculously wealthy people who were mm. just oh it just felt very indulgent and the people there are all vaping have all this plastic surgery all this dis- I don't know just it's not my scene like no judgment I mean maybe a little mm-hmm. bit but <laughs> it's just not just not my vacation scene I guess and we went out a couple nights I was with my friends and we stayed at a really nice resort and we had a good time together we went on a boat one day my mom came along my friend's family was with us so that was really wholesome me and my friend Riley were jumping around singing singing Mamma Mia whatnot but again just me you know it wasn't if I I would definitely go back to Greece just go to I'd go to some of the smaller islands even Santorini um it's supposed to be a lot more mellow uh so yeah it, Mykonos ended up not being my favorite part of the trip but I still had many highlights within the trip so then after that I went to Italy with uh, now we were just with my friend's family my mom went home after this um but yeah Italy was beautiful I, I won't go into it too much because it's my um friend's family house and they like to keep it pretty private but Mm -hmm. it's because it's a very nice property but that was just beautiful it was super surreal it's a super small town in inland Italy um somewhat outside of Milan so kind of Lake Como area um but we did go into Santa Margarita for a night just because it was so hot again in Italy so we went to Santa Margarita which is a coastal part near Genoa um and it's very close to Portofino. So we got to stay at the super nice hotel and then take a boat ride where we got to see Portofino, which is a lot smaller than I realized. It's almost like a little cove. Um, so that was definitely one of my highlights of the trip. It was a smaller boat. We just had one captain and it was just really relaxing. The water was super warm. I think probably the some of the warmest ocean water I've ever been in. Um, and then after that, we went back to the family house in, it's called Borlaska. You literally, you can't even find photos of it online. It's so small. Um, and then after that, we went to Switzerland, which my friend's dad is from. And we stayed at his family house where his sister and um, her kids and her husband live on, I mean, they live on the same property, but they built a new house. 
just adjacent to the family house so that was really cool they're right on the lake it felt similar to staying in Lake Tahoe or someplace where I am right now like Minnesota um so that ended up being the highlight of my trip I just I loved it so much I would 100% go back to Switzerland I'd honestly do study abroad there I'd learn German we were in the German part so I learned a little bit I won't (laughs) try to speak it now because it's a little rough but everything there is just super clean um they have a lot of biodegradable eco-friendly packaging and foods um even though their actual meals like their authentic swiss meals are pretty um meat and dairy heavy they're surprisingly they have a lot of vegan options in random places and stores restaurants and we went up on uh, mount pelotus a couple times um and we did a ropes course which I crushed. I'm actually very good at rubs courses because my sister and I grew up doing them in Lake Tahoe. So that was, again, one of my highlights. Um, And then we went up one day to the backside to the very top of the mountain. Um, And it was super foggy that day, but it honestly made it even cooler because it just it, it did not look real. Yeah. And then we went out one night there, but like, really, we didn't do anything crazy when we were with my friend's family just because we were all tired at that point and just wanted to relax and we got a lot of relaxing but also a good amount of adventure within the trip yeah I mean I could honestly talk about a million other things but I think that's the best way I can summarize a trip (laughs) I know that was still long but I was there for 31 days oh my goodness I flied six planes I was in five trains stayed in 11 beds I think that's it but yeah, oh, five countries because oh I gosh. did. It was Croatia, Italy, Switzerland, Greece, and then Montenegro, which is near Croatia. We had yeah, done a day trip there. So I count it, even though I didn't stay there. It, it counts in my book. So yeah, and now I'm in Minnesota with my family, which was rough having only three days at home after a month-long trip. But <laughs> this this trip is relaxing enough that I don't mind. I, I feel like I'm at home anyway. So yeah. That's that was my summer. She's now it's her, almost over. Her what is it? World travel uh fantasies or whatever. And I was seeing yes, all of exactly. her photos and I was like, oh my gosh, it looks like so much fun. I was telling my mom all about it, just like, okay, that's it. Like I'm gonna start planning a Europe trip next yeah, year. Like you have to. My sister's gonna be a rising senior and then already be in college. So yeah. No, like, that would yes, that's a perfect summer. Yeah. So I went. I think I talked about it, but I went um, to Europe for the first time, like going in summer, going in sophomore year with um, oh, SI, yeah. which was super fun. And I would totally really want to go back. That. It was so fun. So I, we went to, we were in France for a week. Um, and we got to like travel around the country. Like we were in Paris and then we went to like all over. Honestly, I don't really remember. And then we went to <laughs> Spain, which I actually enjoyed a lot more. Um, and we were in Madrid and then we took plane over to barcelona and barcelona was absolutely stunning we got to see like the sagrada familia so bad it was honestly it was like it was it's humongous and wow so much detail and like they're still building it which i think is crazy um but yeah so ever since that trip i've wanted to go back and then after seeing jory living (laughs) out her dreams my mom was like yeah we're definitely gonna do something like that good but yeah i'm glad i could be a source of inspiration but it's funny (laughs) because in all the places that i want to go to my mom and i are already yeah my mom and i want to go to spain so bad she's been she went once in high school but Mm -hmm. i took spanish i've taken spanish all of high school and middle school and i've never been to a spanish-speaking country i haven't even Mm. been to mexico so and my mom speaks spanish almost fluently oh i didn't know that from both high school learning in high school and college yeah so we'd really like to go together and then for my sisters not eighth grade oh my gosh (laughs) high school graduation (laughs) we're i think we're gonna do um France and England because that that's kind of more up her alley than the places we went this last time she's big into Harry Potter and she's very into baking too so she's oh, always wanted to go to France great British and, baking show too yes exactly <laughs> so yeah that'll be yeah. our next one but maybe maybe we'll have to get our own Europe trip oh going my gosh sometime. Yes. that would actually be really cool that would be so it'll, fun England sounds like a lot of fun. up next on the... On the go. <laughs> worldwide. Where is it? Um, I don't know. In World. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's up next worldwide. worldwide. I like that. Yeah, because uh, Claire, 
Claren Twan just got back from from England and she said oh she yeah oh so my I just fun. saw that yeah oh. that was like her dream trip because she's like obsessed with the royal family so we were oh. like I was like texting her I was like did you meet the queen yet and she's like no but I'm working on it that's so funny I didn't know that about Claire <laughs> yeah she's obsessed <laughs> that sounds like honestly Claire yeah that's it surprises me but also doesn't that yeah. sounds like something <laughs> that Claire would do yeah Okay, so I guess we should try to wrap this up since this episode is all about Ashlyn. Yeah. We are so excited that we were able, we, I mean, we recorded this a while ago, but still, yeah. we are so excited that we got to do it. Um, and coming into this recording of our intro, I knew we had to find a quote related to achieving one's dream since Ashlyn has done just that. And again, she's only 14 now. I know, that's um, crazy. Yeah, so... I had been looking up about, I don't know, an hour ago, whenever whenever we were about to rec- start recording, I looked up quotes about achieving your dreams. Right as I do this, the clock strikes 11.11. Every day at 11.11, my app, Sage, it's a spirituality app, sends me an affirmation and I click on it. Of course, today's happened to says oh my gosh I can't speak right now <laughs> no whenever worries. whenever we've been recording for too long I just start jumbling all my words anyways it says I am lit up from within to follow my dreams and take action and just learn about all her crazy accomplishments I still can't believe you're able to get her on the episode seeing um as she's been on the Ellen show um, I don't know yeah. if we're up to the caliber of <laughs> Ellen, but still, we are very, very happy that she agreed to record with us. Yeah, it's super interesting because both Dory and I are not super well versed in like the fashion industry. So I know we both learned mm-hmm. um, some very interesting things about like the industry and like what totally. she hopes to do with her platform. And um, it was just really inspiring to see someone so young be fearless and pursue like her dreams so we're really excited for you to hear this episode exactly yes yeah we won't waste too much more time we'll let you get into the meat of this episode but we hope you enjoyed listening to us catch up because i know i did so i have to talk to you it's been way too long i know um when she gets back in the city we're definitely gonna have to hang out so we're gonna plan on that yes we will okay again jackie said it all (laughs) <laughs> but thank you guys sorry my I'm in a cabin in the middle of nowhere so my wi-fi isn't great but again Jackie said it all thank you guys for listening to our intro and let's get into the meat of the episode enjoy hi everyone we're here with Ashlyn we are so excited to have her on Ashlyn's actually I believe our youngest guest we've ever had. So definitely a first for us. And we're very excited and happy to have you with us. Jack, you want to add on anything? No, I'm just what Dory said. We're very excited to have you on. I know Dory and I have been working to get this (laughs) set up for a while now. Um, I apologize for all the date changes, but I'm so glad that we were finally able to sit down and talk with you. Me too. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. Ashton, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Um, just talk about some of the big thing you, you've done already at such a young age. Um, also say how old you are, whatever you want to share. Okay. Um, my name is Ashlyn So. I'm 14 years old and I'm a fashion designer and an accidental activist. I love that title. We'll get into the accidental activist part more, but I think that's such a cute way of describing it, given all you've <laughs> all the things you've accomplished under that title. So I think it's best if we just jump into our questions. There's a lot to talk about here with Ashlyn. Um, But the first one, obviously, we want to start from the beginning. What or who was your initial introduction to fashion design? Was your eye for fashion obvious to your family even prior to that introduction? Um, So I think the first time I was kind of introduced to like um, sewing and fashion when I was in preschool actually was at a Montessori preschool so they like taught us to like sew little things like stuff and so when I was actually six years old I wanted to get back into that so I asked my mom to go to a sewing class and um in a designing class she found one for me and when I went there for the first time I just like fell in love with fashion (laughs) I just like love like creating new things and being able to like um kind of bring like 
like new piece of art into this world. I think before, yeah, before like I got into the sewing class, I actually like really also like, you know, picking out clothes and just like, you know, um, being able to like go to museums and look at, you know, fashion exhibits or anything like that. I just kind of like doing. And um, when I actually got to create my own piece, I was really excited about that. That's awesome. I can't believe you started in preschool. That's just, I don't even remember my interest in preschool. So clearly <laughs> you were, you were meant to discover fashion design and it's part of your life's plan. So I think that's, that's really awesome. Okay. So as I mentioned before, I'm so fascinated with this term accidental activist. So I had a few questions about that. Why do you describe yourself as an accidental activist? What did this accidental activism originate from in terms of your work towards supporting frontline workers during the pandemic and then also the AAPI community? So the reason why I call myself an accidental activist is because like I had no idea like all of this, I was going to get into like a whole like movement thing and I didn't mm-hmm. realize um, kind of do this like, you know, every weekend or like be able to attend rallies every weekend. Um, so I'm going to start from the beginning, but what actually initially like happened and got me into um all of this was back in february of 2021 there was like a huge rise in um like uh asian american targeted attacks so when i saw like all the videos and just like a lot of like people getting hurt on the news i really thought i had to like do something about it um so i you know was actually inspired by the black lives matter movement and all of the protests that they did so i was like you know, maybe I can do like a little rally, um, just kind of get like people together, um, you know, be able to kind of bring more, like more light into this topic and also kind of create a platform for people to share their stories. So um, I actually, yes, then I just, you know, organized the rally and on the day of the rally, there was like so many more people that, you know, attended than I thought, you know, would be there. And it was just amazing to see um and so you know from then I just it just like turned into this whole movement and you know so many people you had like rallies every weekend and they invited me to speak and I had yeah I had no idea really coming into this that I know um I was going to be able to do all this and have the opportunity to help so many people so I that's why I call myself an accidental activist because you know I never thought it was going to happen but I'm really glad it did. I think it's a really amazing how you've been able to use your fashion design platform to amplify that activism. Obviously, I totally think you could have accomplished that on your own, but I always love hearing stories of actors and actresses or other other people with a large social platform who are able to use that to lift up um, a cause that they're passionate about. And I think you've clearly been able to accomplish that well. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so the next question, I know you've touched on it a little bit, but I was hoping you could go into a little bit more detail about the work you've done for the AAPI community, um, just describing what you've accomplished so far, and then how you think you've been able to almost combine your activism with your fashion design work. Yes. Yeah, so, so when I, so, sorry, wait. Um, it's okay. That was a loaded question. So take your time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so my first rally was, yeah, back in February 2021. And um, yeah, I organized that as like something kind of like small and it kind of like turned into this huge thing and it was called the Stand for Asians rally. Um, And I wanted to be kind of like this peaceful way of, you know, letting kind of like, we had a couple of victims and speak about, you know, their, um, their stories and, you know, what happened and their side. And then we also had, you know, um, change makers who spoke about that, like about, you know, things that they have done and um, really want to accomplish. Actually, my second, I held a second rally as a kind of like a unity kind of rally just to bring two like, like minority groups together. Um, And I wanted to do like, it was called the Golden Black Unity Rally. And it was about uniting um, the Black and Asian community. Um, So we had yeah, that was amazing to see, like, the people there, too, because, you know, they, we were all, like, kind of showing that, you know, we were in support of everything that they've done, and, you know, they were showing that they were in support of 
you know, archives and everything that we've done. And it's just, yeah, amazing to see like the speakers because they, yeah, they were filled with so much passion and we were actually, yeah, we were able to bring like um, education onto this too um, by kind of, we like passed out like books to people and it was kind of like, yeah, it was books about, you know, the black um, experience and, you know, like their struggles. And then we also had books about Asian American experiences and um, our struggles. And it was just amazing to see like, you know, the kids that were there because it was, I really wanted to like, you know, bring more kids to this because, um, you know, being able to expose yourself to something like this at a younger age, you know, is, can create, you know, so much more change um, in the world. And yeah, so then actually moving on to like the fashion topic, mm-hmm. um, I, during the New York Fashion Week, I decided that I wanted to do like my collection on, um, on yeah, the API community. And it was inspired by Stop Asian Hate Movement. And so a lot of the pieces were blue and white to represent porcelain. And then, um, they had like, for example, cage pants. And I wanted to show that, you know, you're looking through and beyond, you know, just a skin color and you're looking at, you know, who a person really is. And I wanted to show that in clothing. That is so beautiful. Um, Going back on what you mentioned a little bit before, I could not agree more with it you said about bringing youth into the movement. I mean, Dory and I have talked about it multiple times about Mm -hmm. like the importance of allyship and education. Anything is so cool that you were able to get so many young people to support the cause and come out and like step out of the comfort zone and try something new. I think, I don't know, we've said it before, but like we're the future of this world, like the next generation. And we need like people who know who are up to date on current events and current issues and know how to address uh, difficult topics like this. I completely agree. And you yourself being a young person, Ashlyn, I think that plays such a large role being that you present yourself as a leader and you're able to, in that leadership position, you're able to um, have other young people join you as Jackie was saying. And I think that that's why I think leadership as in young people is ultimately going to be what changes activism as a whole and what implements permanent change in policy and all of the things that we're working towards. Um, So I think you're playing a large role in us moving into the future. And just leadership is starting younger and younger each year and you're the prime example of that. Okay, so moving on to the next question as much as I'd hate to abandon that conversation. being that we focus a lot on um, female relationships and um, the empowerment with those. We really wanted to talk about your relationship with your mom, someone we've been communicating a lot with over the past couple of weeks. And I know she's not on the call today, but um, I know you guys have a really important relationship, both in as a general mother-daughter bond, and then also um, in terms of all your work. So I just wanted to ask, how, was you, how has your relationship with your mom and her career inspired your passion for fashion design? And feel free to talk about her in any way you want. I think I know she's a very important part of your life. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's definitely like my biggest supporter. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, my mom was like always there for me. And uh, yeah, I think like, you know, during like when, when I wanted to get into fashion, like, at first, she was, like, really scared because, like, the sewing machines. <laughs> but, she, yeah, but then, like, afterwards, she just, like, yeah, she completely supported, you know, everything that I wanted to accomplish. And and she was always, like, you know, if I'm, like, stuck in, you know, like, some sort of, like, creative block, I would be able to talk to her. And, you know, she would, like, take me to museums or sometimes, like, um, if I went to her work, when I was younger, um, like, in her office, um, she had, like, um, <clears throat> sorry, uh, like, these little buildings and, um, like, structures or just, like, things that, like, models that they built, and I was just, like, really, like, like, I was, like, really inspired by that because I feel like um, a lot of my designs are more, like, um, like, structural and, like, a little more avant-garde, so just, like, seeing all of, like, these new, you know, inspirations, it was really cool. And yeah, like my mom has been like a big part of, you know, 
like everything that I've been doing. And I think like, if I didn't have her support, I didn't even, yeah, I don't even know how I could. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm so, I'm so happy to have her. Do you want to explain what she does? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot to say that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she's an architect. So, um, you know, whenever I would go to her office, I would be able to see like her models. Yeah. Oh, I think that's so cool. And I think that's I definitely over the past couple of weeks, looking over some of your de- designs, I think that's that piece of it is definitely evident in your work. Jackie, feel free to take it away with our next question of the day. Okay. Um, so while we were uh, crafting these questions, we were able to um, do a little bit of research <laughs> um, and visit your website and all the amazing things you've accomplished. Um, and we mentioned it a little bit about how young you are and how um, inspiring it is that you're able to get into this, uh, both the fashion and activism space at such a young age. But given your age, how has it felt to be repeatedly featured at uh, New York Fashion Week? And were there any points where ever you felt intimidated? Because you must have been working with people like twice, almost three <laughs> times your age. Like, what was that like? Yeah. So I think like whenever I was at New York Fashion Week, it was definitely like, there was so much, everything was like happening super quickly, you know, you know, going into like the New York Fashion Week, you know, I would spend like all my free time, you know, working on the collection. And sometimes it was definitely like overwhelming and just like felt like everything was like so much to do. And especially like, cause I have school and, um, you know, I have like, you know, um, extracurricular activities or just things after school. It was definitely like, um like I had to like really like you know schedule myself and like be able to put myself in like um a different mindset I would say because I think you know you know just like you know speaking honestly here I'm a really big procrastinator so (laughs) it's like really yeah it's pretty like um hard for me to like get something to focus on and actually like do it and so I would definitely like during like you know fashion weeks I would have to like you know, I would have to, like, just think, you know, this is, like, the next day that you have to, like, meet, and you have to do it, like, you just gotta, you know, use the time that you have to do this, and um, I think, you know, when I was, and then, you know, when it actually got to the New York Fashion Week, it was just, first of all, it was amazing to see, like, all the pieces just there, you know, mm-hmm. and being able to, like, you know, have them on the model, and, you know, everything kind of coming together. It was just, yeah, amazing to see. And when we were there, also there's like, you know, a lot of older designers for sure. Um, I didn't get to meet a lot of them, but I know that they were like really kind and like all the models were really kind too. And, um, you know, actually one of my, not my most recent, but a couple of years ago, I had a New York Fashion Week and I, like I didn't have another model and I needed an extra model so like they were yeah that we um like we were able to find this adult model that they gave us and she was just super kind and um yeah and I was really I was really happy that I was actually surrounded by so many um people who were able to like you know surround me and support me and yeah I'm really grateful for them and you know they have yeah they've definitely helped me like you know through this through this process that's super cool and as a fellow procrastinator I can definitely relate to putting things off until the last minute um but how exactly did like fashion week work like did you have your own show or were you like featured with uh, along with other designers how exactly did that work I'm just curious I also want to throw in a question how exactly just out of curiosity, how do you get to New York Fashion Week? Are you invited? <laughs> That's probably a good, yeah, good question. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to explain that a little bit, I've been pondering that. Okay, yeah. So actually, the first time that I um, went to New York, Fa- I mean, uh, no, not New York Fashion Week, just a Fashion Week mm-hmm. was actually in Texas, and it was for an anti-bullying cause, and they had like a bunch of designers um kind of show like their collections and then there was like a fundraiser and everything and so from actually from that show someone uh you know like the New York Fashion Week DM'd us I think and um kind of reached out to us about like 
you know, after they saw the, um, like my first fashion show, they reached out to us. I think afterwards we kind of like connected. And then I feel like after that, we just started getting more connected into like this industry and like um, the people. So um, from there, we kind of just like, you know, when, when we were having my next fashion show, they sometimes would reach out or um, we would reach out to them um, yeah, about like, you know, showing my collection. And yeah, it's just been a really exciting process. Um, wait, what was it? Sorry, what was Jackie's question? Oh, oh my God. I was actually just trying to figure out what I asked. Um, <laughs> I know, I'm trying to remember too. What did I ask? Sorry, that's my bad. I no, it's all good. Another question. Uh, oh, I think I asked about like, did you have your own show or would you were you like oh, featured? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so for yeah, yeah, so I did actually have my own show for the yeah for New York Fashion Week, oh and gosh. yeah, so it was definitely like really exciting, especially um, like I feel like at my, my age it was definitely really exciting too. And actually, one during one of the fashion weeks, there was someone who was actually the same age as me, and she, yeah, she and she was a little older than me, actually, I think, yeah. But she and her twin um, uh, showed their collection as well, and yeah, it was just like really nice to see another like um, you know fellow uh, like young person at New York Fashion Week. That's so cool that there are other young people in this industry. I feel like we don't hear about them as often, but I think it is super cool. Uh, how many pieces do you normally have in a collection? Like, I can't imagine. Like, I feel like big designers have way more pieces, but since I had to, like, sew everything myself, I would usually have, like, 15 pieces. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that sounds like a lot of pieces to balance with like school and extracurriculars wow that is so yeah. cool um okay moving on to my next question um I think you talked about it a little bit but has the amount of media and press attention you received has that been surprising to you if so which experience has shocked you the most yes yeah, so definitely like after like my first rally there was like so much like going on and like yeah it was definitely really overwhelming at first and a little bit scary sometimes um because like you know it's just yeah it, it was just a little bit intimidating but after you know getting a little more used to it I kind of realized you know that it's like it's okay and like I'm trying to like kind of calm myself down but um I think one of the like most shocking experiences that I had was actually the Ellen show so I was yeah I was I was just going to ask about that yeah. if you didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, it was just like one of like, yeah, it's probably, you know, it's the like most, the biggest like thing that I've ever been to. And like, it was just like so surreal. And it was so like, I felt like I was on cloud nine. It was just like <laughs> a really, yeah, it was just an amazing experience. Just first of all, like being at the set and like, you know, they were like, you know, treating us like, like like really like wow like, it was just like a lot of it was just an amazing experience and just like people were like um you know she there was like so many supportive people there and they were like guiding me through this and I was definitely very nervous and um like going into it I like was not sure what the, like the questions were and like what to say but then you know they were um helping me practice in like the dressing room and they like help me do like you know um you know help me with like how to react and it was just an, yeah it was just amazing to see like the whole set and just be on that show it was just yeah I just can't believe it. I still did that honestly like um um yeah so when I actually got on there it was yeah I definitely I was very nervous and I was like yeah I like giggling so much but it was just, yeah, an amazing experience overall. Yeah, I was going to say, again, I was going to bring that up if you didn't. I grew up watching The Ellen Show with my mom all the time. Every day at four, I'd come home and after school, we'd watch that. And that was by far always my favorite part is the way that Ellen features young change makers or just people who've gone viral on the internet, things like that. But people, young people who deserve to be seen in some way. And I just think that's... it it's fitting that you went on. So I'm just, oh, I, I don't even know 
how to react to that. Cause I think that's such an amazing experience and something very well deserved. So I'm very grateful that Ellen DeGeneres was able to <laughs> recognize your accomplishment and also honored that you're, you went from that to our podcast. So definitely an accomplishment for Jackie and I in itself. Oh, for <laughs> sure. One day we hope to be to, to that stature, but yes. <laughs> until then, uh, this is, this will do. Yes. Um, moving on, uh, I know this is a little bit a ways away, but what aspirations do you have for the future uh, regarding both fashion design and activism, whether it be short-term or long-term, however you want to answer? I have, yeah, I have, like, really big fashion goals, and I really want to become, like, a really big fashion designer, and hopefully be able to, you know, like, have my own, like, big shows, and be able to, you know, have, like, stores, I and you know like a huge or like you just in a studio and have you know people helping me and like actually have a team of people and that would be like an amazing accomplishment and also I also really want to go to uh, Parsons um, for college because um, you know they focus a lot on fashion design and I'm yeah I would really like to go there for yeah for like activism I think I want to like continue to push for you know these causes and actually also be able to explore like new causes like you know like this you know this month like you know women's rights and um yeah and I hope to be able to work with more um yeah work with like other movements and kind of or like other you know minorities and kind of create like an allyship and kind of um, you know, spread more messages of unity. Um, and, you know, I really actually, yeah, I really, really hope that, you know, with this movement that, that we actually create change and we're able to, um, I really want to like implement like Asian American studies at a younger age, like hopefully elementary or middle school, um, because I think it's really important to learn about these things as we are young and um, kind of create, a better understanding for both like cultural identity and also like be able to kind of understand your you know peers and you know their backgrounds and stories yeah I just also I really just hope like all of this violence is just you know will come to an end especially like because you know I feel like yes yeah it's like hurting so many people and um being able to just kind of bring you know a little bit more peace into like our streets would be you know much better I couldn't agree more with everything that you said. Yeah. I mean, what you said about integrating Asian American studies into elementary and middle schools, I think that is super important. Um, diversifying the, the narrative and having mm -hmm. uh, young kids learn uh, multiple different stories from people who live in this country. I think that is super important, not only that we so that we are educated about uh, past experiences, but also so we know how to like interact with one another and how to have hard conversations. I mean, this is something Dory and I bring up all the time, but like, I think young people need to have hard conversations about all these topics that you are passionate about. And the more we do that, the more change we will see uh, in this world, which I think would be so great. <laughs> yeah. And I also just want to acknowledge how eloquently spoken you are. And I think that's really going to serve you well going into the future. Clearly, you not only have fashion talent, but you have a way with words and a way to unify people. I know that's a theme you've talked about a lot, um, is that idea of unity and um, instilling that in the activism space. Um, but before we move on to the next question, I really wanted to backtrack a little bit. <laughs> I need to kind of fulfill my own curiosity right now. Seeing as you've already had your own show at New York Fashion Week, you've been featured multiple times, is there kind of a step above that in terms of fashion shows? Just, I know very little about the fashion design world. So I was just, I was wondering about that. Is there anything that kind of comes after New York Fashion Week? Um, I think like right now, I don't sell like that many pieces. So mm -hmm. I think one of my biggest, yeah, like goals is to be able to create like a different, like a line of, uh, a fashion that's like a little more sellable and mm -hmm. um like a little more like everyday wear so I hope to uh create that um like one of my biggest yeah dreams is to be able to have like a big like yeah a big fashion company and be able to have like stores and 
be able to sell things and also have like shows. So I really hope to accomplish all of those things. And I'm sure you will. Based on (laughs) how much you've done already, there's no way you're not going to (laughs) surpass all of that and more. Uh, for our curious listeners, are is there does there happen to be a collection in the making right now, or what does that look like uh, for you? Um, yeah, so I've been nothing I'm currently making, but I'm actually like really, like I've been designing and thinking about like another collection, and um, yeah, I just I just hope to kind of be able to fulfill my vision um, because it is definitely like a harder thing to do because I wanted to do like something with like like acrylic materials and like I forgot what it was but like an I don't know if it was called an air gun or something but like being with like spray um designs so it's definitely like something that I've been exploring right now oh that sounds super cool well when you have your next show you should uh, let Dory and I know and we will definitely stop by that all of this sounds so cool like Dory said we're not well versed in the fashion industry but definitely interested so I've learned so many cool things yeah and you're also the first person to ever talk about anything creative I would say on our podcast yeah unless correct me if I'm wrong Jackie but I'm pretty sure you're the first person to kind of move us into a different sphere of um, female accomplishment. And I definitely think that is a very um, evident ideal in the fashion world. So thank you for being our first of hopefully many um, of the creative atmosphere. Um, so Jackie, do you want to move on to the next question? It's a little yeah. similar in it's terms a little of similar, but uh, looking before, into the future. Yeah. But before, uh, you go we just wanted to ask if you have any um, advice for young girls hoping to accomplish their own dreams or step into a similar space like you have yeah so I would definitely say like being able to dream big and then actually accomplish it is definitely like really hard but I think um, my biggest advice for them or any young girls who want to have like you know accomplish their big dreams is um to really just step into the space and um being able to uh you know surround yourself with um you know any like creative input or just you know be able to get inspired and um and I also think that you know um you know helping others while also you know accomplishing your dreams is like a really big thing for me and so I definitely think if uh, any chance, you know, being able to help someone with your passions is a definitely really important thing. Um, but, you know, if you have like big dreams, I think it's definitely um, my biggest piece of advice is to surround yourself and to get you inspired and then do it. Like just just um, create, you know, create your pieces or create your visions or your dreams um, and be able to yeah do that or, you know, you know, um, if you feel like you don't have like any resources to do that, I think, you know, reaching out to, you know, people that you know, or asking for help is definitely like a really big thing. And, um, you know, having, you know, supporters is, um, is going to help you in like the long run. I want to touch upon what you said about um, helping others while also furthering your own dream. Um, I think that's something that's really important and it emphasizes the idea of you get back what you put into the world. And I think you are a wonderful example of that. Clearly you've accomplished so much yet. You've also devoted a, not the majority of your time, but a good amount of your time to helping other people and helping a community you really care about. And I know you didn't talk about it a lot earlier when you were describing your accidental activism, but I know you've also done a lot to help frontline workers. Um, I know you've created masks and you've really put a lot of effort into um, helping our frontline workers during the pandemic and just overall making sure to highlight that as a really important cause and something you care about. So I just, I think you said that really well. And um, yeah, I just think that's by far one of my favorite things you've said today. And it really, really summarizes who you are and all the things you've accomplished. Thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you, Ashlyn, for coming on our podcast today. Um, I had a great time and I learned so many new things. 
I know I never thought I'd be so well versed in the fashion design world, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> no, thank you guys for inviting me to this. Like, um, yeah, like St. Ignatius is like a really close school to mm-hmm. I am. And actually one of my friends just got in, so she's been super excited about it. Oh, that's awesome. I know admissions just came out yesterday, right? Uh, or yesterday yeah. or Friday? Friday. Friday. Yeah, Friday, I think. Oh, goodness. Yeah, Friday. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, well, again, thank you, Ashlyn. Uh, this was an amazing episode. I think people really appreciate this and hearing from a younger voice with so much accomplished already and so much more to come into your future. So, yeah. Jackie, you want to add anything to wrap it up? I think you said it. You said it all, Dora. I think. <laughs> Just thank you again for coming and we're wishing you the best in the future. Yes, please keep us updated. We will definitely share any of your newest accomplishments, newest pieces on our She's Up Next Instagram page. So definitely keep in touch and we'll want to continue to highlight all you do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thank you guys so much for inviting me here. Of course. Okay, I think that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you everyone for listening and we will see you in our next episode coming who knows when. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.